Hello guys, welcome and welcome back to the Kingdom Talk podcast. This is your girl, Prophecy Biula, and today we are back with episode 10. So I'm really, really excited because we just hit our first two digits, which is 10. <laughs> so I know from the last episode, you guys already know, I'm like really excited. Like I'm, I, I like seeing the progress of the podcast and just how it's growing and like yeah like god is good god is good anyway happy midweek um if you haven't uh caught up to the last episode um i changed the schedule to be posting on wednesdays because wednesdays we're going back on camera soon and wednesdays are more free day for me where i feel like i can encompass everything all together and have everything recorded and edited because your girl has no idea about all of that stuff you know what i'm saying i don't know what i need to do but um i just want to give myself enough time to be able to get all the niches dot all my t's and dot all my (laughs) i don't even know how to say it but you know what i mean um But yeah, so for today's episode, this is something that is like a heavy subject, right? But um, to be honest, being a youth and seeing the youth today, um, I think it's very crucial for me to talk to you about this. And if you're listening, in no way am I trying to put you to shame. In no way am I trying to make you feel bad. I'm not trying to... Um, you know, draw you away from God. Um, Everything I'm going to say is coming from a very, very deep place of love. I love God's people. I love you guys um, so much. I love because like my whole, um, my whole life's purpose is, you guys, my whole life's purpose is to serve you. I'm, I'm here in service this podcast, this episode is of service to you because God loves you so much that he doesn't want to give you an excuse, right? He wants to give you all options available. So this one is going to be short and sweet. I know I said that last time and then we ended up recording for 30 minutes, but (laughs) I'm serious. I'm serious. This time, first of all, let me adjust my mic. Oh, so you guys can hear me yeah this time it's gonna be different i promise it's gonna be different okay so today i wanted to talk about um urgency and my question that i want to ask you today is where is your sense of urgency um i've been thinking about this for a very long time and it used to grieve my spirit it used to hurt me to see how christians and people who proclaim to be children of God would, um, you know, be, would not look like, would not, could not bear the image of God, right? Like, you know, we are meant to be a Bible for unbelievers. Um, and it used to grieve me a lot because I would see people who are literally serving on the podium, singing worship. You, you feel like it looks like they're on fire for Christ, but then when the cameras are off and they're not singing and the, pray, the, the praise of people is not on them, they're at parties. They are at, they're doing so many malicious, evil things um, to people, taking advantage of people because of the position that they're in, you know, taking 
their possessions, taking all of this stuff, even emotionally, like it's, it's, it actually hurt me for a very long time. And I grieved that for a very long time. Um, until now, it's not even about me. It's not even about you. It's about the end coming. And I don't know about any of y'all, but I have been feeling my, like my discernment has been heightened lately. Um, because I feel like things are starting to reveal themselves. Um, and don't, don't be fooled. You guys, God will not be mocked. God will not be mocked. See, we think that God, because he's quiet, that he's not going to do anything. Like we have mastered the art of taking advantage of God and his kindness. You're going to church, but then, you know what? Let me not even start. Let me not even start. Jesus. Jesus. Hey, Holy Spirit, hold my tongue. Because right now I'm about to spill all the beans. Okay. But listen. Listen to me. We need to start acting in urgency. Okay? So my question to you is, under that sub-question or that heading of a question, um, what are you doing and still indulging in that doesn't benefit you at all? I was literally talking to my therapist and she, we have such high and I wouldn't even say high. We, we have such anointed conversations. And I was talking to her and I'm like, like what she was telling me, what is the, like, what are we, why are we still indulging in things that we cannot benefit from? Oh my gosh. Thank you. Holy spirit. I was listening to um, a basketball player. I don't know his name. I think it's Jordan. Okay. I don't know him. I don't know him. I'm not going to pretend to know him. And he was talking about how we love the world, but the world doesn't love us. We bow to the world. We sing along to their tunes. We want to look like the world. We want to buy things and be in trend and sit in culture. But all of these things in the end all go towards one thing, destruction. We forget that the enemy has to come as an angel of light first to entice you. You think the enemy is going to come looking all dirty and disgusting like he really is? He is the master manipulator. He is the king of lies. And he's also the prince of this earth. He rules the world. The kingdom of darkness is dominant in this world. We love the world. We love McMeal. We love Drake. We love da 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 da. See, I don't even listen to him. And you can call me lame. Call me lame. But I've accepted that as long as I'm a Christ follower and I'm on fire for God and I'm trying to bring people to Christ, I'm going to look stupid to people who think there's no God or people who are just like, girl, this girl tripping. Like, oh, she's all like, she could be doing anything else, but here she is talking about Jesus. Listen, we love the world, but the world does not love us. Think about it. Gambling leads to addiction. Smoking, drinking, going to the club leads to destruction. Everybody in the club is looking for a deeper meaning to life. We're all looking, searching, 
just wandering in different places. Nothing is ever enough. And my question to Christians is, why are you taking advantage of the blood that was shed for you? Why? Why give yourself to a world that doesn't care about you? What are you doing that has no benefit to you? For the sake of the praise of people? For the sake of the acceptance of the world? Once the world accepts you, then you're... Once the world accepts you as their own, and listen to me, listen to me, oh my gosh. Once the world accepts you as your own, you have divorced yourself from God. If the world looks at you and says, yeah, you're good. I, I, think, I, I think I can roll with you. You are walking down a path That's a ticking time bomb. What is it worth getting the approval of your boys? Because you what? You got got bodies. You just put yourself in 200 soul ties, my guy. For what? The approval of men? What are you going to do when you're standing on judgment day alone and your boys ain't there? Let's let uh-uh, let's talk about it <laughs> because this is juicy. What are you gonna do when your boys ain't there to give you that sense of identity of being a man? Oh my gosh, Holy Spirit, hold my tongue. Oh my gosh. Because we want to pretend that we are okay, that we're just going through the motions, but the truth of the reality is you are literally digging yourself your own grave. But we don't want to talk about that. I was in church um, uh, for the past series that we've had. um, And it's like a Holy Spirit series. And uh, my pastor, Pastor Andrew, was talking about how there's no gray areas. Like you're you're either working under the kingdom of darkness or under the kingdom of God. And he was talking about the same thing I'm talking about. The angel comes as the... The, the the devil comes as an angel of light. He will come as what is, you know, not too bad. What you can justify. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a little sip. Like, I, it's not like I'm getting drunk or anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's just, you know, I'm just talking to her. It's not, you know, I'm just talking to him. It's nothing serious. You know, like, I know, I know, I know I'm supposed to wait till marriage and, you know, wait on my husband, you know, but, you know, a little attention, a little attention isn't bad. You know, he wanted to take me out to eat and yeah, he's going to take you out to eat. And then three weeks down the line, there you are. We got to be smart because the enemy is smart. He knows your weaknesses. He's been studying you all of his life. You cannot afford to flirt with the enemy. You can't afford to be cozy, cozy with destruction. We justify it. It's just a song. It's just a phrase. It's just a word. 
everything has an agenda. All of these things that we see, we look at, the, the world we live in, it has an agenda. Do you think the world actually cares about you? Do you think the world actually cares about your well-being? If they cared, would Instagram exist? Instagram is literally digging up a hole for people to fall into. You're going on a page, comparing yourself to different people. Then they keep, once they see that you are in the rhythm of doing that, they recommend more of that. Basically, their recommendation, they're, they're re- recomm- recommending <laughs> more of your destruction. They're recommending more dis- distraction. They're recommending all of these things that are messing up with your head. And you really, really think, you really think that the world likes you? Oh my gosh. We have to start looking at our actions from a long-term perspective. Because if you don't try to change, intentionally try to change right now, you will never change. Because the biggest deception the enemy has made us believe is that we're in control. He's made us believe that we know what we're doing. 10 years down the line, when you have to drink yourself to sleep, will you still be knowing what you're doing? You're just looking at now, I'm young, got all the time in the world, you know, YOLO. It's YOLO until you're in a car, in the wrong company, with someone driving drunk, you hit a tree, you hit a truck, and you're dead. It's YOLO (laughs) until you take, you, you, you smoke once, but then now it's become a coping mechanism. It's become a way of life because that's how you cope with stress and pain. It's YOLO. You only live once. It's, it's that phrase, you only live once until you've dug yourself so deep, you don't even know how to come out. We're waiting to get to the bottom of the pit for us to ask for God's help. Why? Why are we still indulging in things that have no benefit for us? Why are you still living under your, your potential, your capacity? As a child of God, you have so much in you. So much that God has put in you. Why do you want to sacrifice that for people who do not even think about you? Who don't have a clue as to who you are? The praise of people is like grass. The Bible says people are like grass. One day they're green, the next day they wither away. You cannot rely on this world and its likes and comments and approval and praise because it's all nothingness. You came into this world alone and you're leaving alone. So why are you living for people? That's my question to you. If you call yourself a Christ follower, why can't you answer a question 
simple question that someone asks you about God. I, 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 I hurt for you guys. I feel bad because it's, it, I see how, dis, how deceptive it is to live under who you are. Because I was there. I did all of that. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't crazy. Because, you know, your girl was still like, mm, you know, just a little, just a little uh, skeptical about everything and everyone. But I relied on the praise of people. Y'all, this was my water. Like, posting on Instagram and getting loads of attention and people in my DMs, like, telling me you look good, da 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 Like, knowing that I could have access to, like, whatever man that I wanted to. Like, knowing that I could, like, just choose to be like, hey, like, like approach someone. Like, the power that the praise of people gave me made me feel so big. But then, when the camera was off, I couldn't differentiate the person on social media and the person in real life. I was living more online than I was living in person. And then God came into my life and showed me, girl, do you know who you are? And then I'm like, dang, like, I was really, like, brainwashed to believe that the the world loves me. Like, the likes mean something. The likes don't mean a thing. The comments don't mean anything. The DMs don't mean anything. Yes, it's an ego boost. Then what? You think they actually care? No. Doesn't matter. All of that is nothingness. It's vanity. It's emptiness. But we want to be ignorant and look for everything but God. See, I know that I'm I know that I'm looked at funny right and this is <laughs> okay I'm a uni kid I'm young right but I'm so on fire for God and I'm so like obsessed with knowing God um like I'm just I just live for him like that's just my life um and I feel like it, it looks abnormal to so many people because they don't understand it. And so people have made fun of me um, to my face. It's actually funny. Um, I, didn't, I didn't realize they're making fun of me because I was, I'm such a jolly person that like, if you're making fun of me, I'll just think that you're, you know, you're being funny. But then later I'll be like, oh, they're making fun of me. And I wouldn't really care because it's like, it's just a reflection of how you feel about me. Um, and really how you feel about yourself. But anyways, let's, let's not get into that. Okay. But I know that people look at me funny They're They think I'm weird. They think I take it. I'm too, I'm, I'm taking it too serious. It's not that deep, but I know the conviction in my heart. I know where God has brought me from. I know what I could have been without God. Jesus. I know that I could have been identity less. Right now, I probably could have had like five relationships. If I wasn't in Christ, bro, I could have probably had a sugar daddy right now. Doing all of the things that the culture says to do. Probably gotten Botox on my face, lip fillers, changed my body up, become an Instagram model, become a fitness. I could have, if I was not in God right now, 
I would have been defiled. I would have been mistreated. I would have been treated badly because I wouldn't know who I am. It's not that it's not that deep. This is your life. You, it's all fun and games, but this is your life. You only get one chance at this. You don't know what's in the afterlife. I know what's in the afterlife, but you may not agree with what I believe. Right? You don't know what's out there in the uncertainty. And I was reading, um, y'all, I said it's going to be short and sweet. Here I am 20 minutes later. Listen, I'm just, I even, oh my gosh. Anyways, I was reading John 14, verse 21 to 23. And I'm just going to open that really quick. So if you hear like stuff going on, it's me opening up the Bible, opening up the Bible. John 14, 21 to 22. Okay, it says, John 14, 21 to 22, it says, um, where is it? Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love them. And watch this, show myself to them. God is saying... You can't just say you love me. Because that's surface level. And I think why he tells us and he I think why he tells us why I think why he tells us that the only way for you to love me is for you to do what I say, it's because your actions come are rooted in your heart. Um I'm looking for this. I'm trying to think of this verse that I know. Yeah. Guard your heart with all of your might, for out of it flows the issues of life. What you do is a reflection of where your heart is. And so he's saying, if you do what I say, then I know that I have your heart. Your heart is the root of your being. It's the one that influences everything you do. And so if you obey me, then I'll know that I have your heart. But you, if you say you love me, if you say that you do things in my name, but you don't actually do what I say, then I don't have your heart. And if I don't have your heart, what's the point of mouthing things if it's not backed up by your actions? Right? And he also says in Jeremiah 29, 13. Oh, and let me not even miss the part that he says. I will, the one who loves me will be loved by my father and I will show myself to them. So God is saying, all you need to do for me to start showing who I am to you and showing you how I move and impacting you and showing you my peace and love is obeying me. That's all it takes, right? But most of us are not ready to divorce the world. We're not ready to let go of our boys and our girls and and all of the secular secularism of the world right because we know that coming to god and serving to god comes at a cost of the world right but i'll make it easier for you the world doesn't care about you it doesn't the world does not care about you you are 
looked at as a means of making money. That's what, listen, the world does not care about you. If it did, they, it would honor you. It would see your value. It would treat you well, but it doesn't because it doesn't care. So if that makes it easier for you to let go of it, then I hope, I hope it, I hope it does. Because the world does not care about you. The world does not love you. The world wants to destroy you. Because the king of the world right now, the one who rules, who has the most influence, is the kingdom of darkness. It's, it's the enemy. It's the devil. It's Satan. To be specific. Okay? So, I cannot even tell you, guys... The best thing you can ever do for your life, literally, the best thing you can ever do for your life is to submit your life to God. Because when God shows himself to you, you fall in love. You fall in this love that you can't even explain because you're being loved by something. You're being loved in a way that you can't even explain. I'm in love. I'm in love, y'all. I'm head over heels for God. Like, it's not even funny. Like, it's it's crazy. It's, it's actually kind of weird. Um, but that's what happens when you give yourself to God and he gives himself to you. And also says in Jeremiah. Oh, yeah, Jeremiah. I'm trying to open it really quick because I ain't got no time. I need to go. Um. I seen this TikTok that was making fun of people who take a long time to open the Bible or like open chapters. Listen, I'm not, I don't take long, okay? I know my word, okay? Anyways, Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, if you, is that, yeah, you will seek me and find me if, there's a condition there, you will seek me and find me if, You seek me with all your heart. Remember, out of your heart flows the issues of life. Ultimately, God is after your heart. And he's saying, it's a guarantee. He's not saying, if you seek me, you will find me. If you seek me, then there's a possibility you'll find me. No, he's not saying that. He's saying, if you seek me, if you look for me, You will find me if you look for me with all your heart, with all your effort, all your mind, all you could ever do to look for me. If you exhaust all options, which is just submission and surrender, then you will find me. Because the reason why God wants our hearts is because he wants to protect it. He wants to nurture it and he wants to keep it. He wants to cover it. He knows that giving our heart to this world is nothing but nothingness, vanity. It's destruction. It's misleading. It's stealing your heart from him. Your heart is the root of your being. And since God cannot force himself on you. Do you know how weird it is that God gave us the power of will? The power of the will To do whatever you want to do. Even if that means rejecting him. That's how you know that God wants you for you. He doesn't care about what you didn't do and what you did do. 
you're his child if you ever have a child think about how you want them to come to you in whatever state they're in because that's how much you love them but to seek god you have to look for him with all of your heart you have to submit to him everything in every every area of your life because he wants all of you he doesn't want some of you because he can't use some of you he can't use who you pretend to be he uses who you are and if you don't give him who you are then he can't use you so my question to you is what will you do when you stand what will you say when you stand before god and he gave you all of these gifts all of these talents he gave you a good life you had the option you had access to him what will you say that's my question to you and i just want you to think about that because maybe i'm tripping maybe 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 i'm tripping maybe i'm in love with something that doesn't exist but i don't think that's true i don't think that's true because until y'all god is so beautiful god is so beautiful i can't even i can't even describe his beauty and his elegance and his majesty. So think about that today, y'all. And uh I know I can be like really <laughs> I know I can step on toes, but honestly, I'm just like I just see it, especially in our young generation, and I'm like, "Damn, like what is this, bro?" <laughs> Like, can we just give our life? Like, can we just give our lives to Jesus and move on with our life? Like, what is this? We're wasting time. Time that cannot be gotten back. And God is waiting on you, right? He wants to move in you. So, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. Um, I have a midterm tomorrow, which is why I need to go study. Uh, pray for me, because I'm not trying to be nervous and worrisome. Um... And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Give me some feedback if you can. And I will see you guys next Wednesday. Bye.